Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turak, and today I don't have a clicking thing, or I can, so I'm not tushing. Uh, and today I'm joined by Patrick Leeson. Hello, how's it going? Paul Sanders. Oh, Hello. that didn't even, that just barely clicked, Pat. I know, I'm sorry. Well, it's, I can't put it close to my mic. I'm sorry, I'll try to, I have the sound clip. I, I can send it's you the editing. I have, I have, it. I, well, let's just keep moving. Uh, Paul yes. Sanders. Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon. Uh, we do not have Mr. Ramsahoy today. Uh, not quite you sure why. You didn't even let Dwayne say hello. Jesus. Oh, sorry. Yes, say hello to him. God. <laughs> Apparently, he thinks it's important that he talks or something. I don't know. <laughs> you let everyone else talk, and you're like, and Dwayne, oh, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, well, I mean, like, it's a podcast. It's not even a video podcast. I suppose we kind of need to talk. It's a thing yeah. that needs to happen. everyone's quiet. All right. Okay. So has has the talking ended? Can we can we move on? Well, so I don't think we don't want the talking ending because that'd be really bad. Because it'd be like a two hours of dead air. Of like, <laughs> well, you, you have my permission to proceed. <laughs> oh wow! Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, no, Mr. Abzahoy. Um, I'm not quite sure why, but he apparently can't make it to today's recording. So we'll just do it without him. Um, let us start with segment one: our weeks in the hobby. Uh, it's been about a month since we last recorded, maybe three and a half weeks. So um, hopefully there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. Well, I wasn't there last one, so... Oh, so Pat mm. has like two months worth of stuff to talk about. So why don't we save him for last? In fact, I'm going to go first. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what do I have to talk about? Uh, I think mainly it's going to be TV shows, because I've been watching a ton of stuff. Um, I wish I kind of wish Pat was here, because I wanted to talk about... Um, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I finally finished oh, watching wait. all the episodes. I, I got caught up to just before it was supposed to start uh, by our last recording, and I finally made it through all the episodes. And I'm slowly starting to go through the individual shows post-Crisis. So I finished off Arrow so far. Um, I'm in the middle of um, the rest of the Flash season. Uh, and then I still have Legends of Tomorrow and Batgirl and Supergirl to do. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to those. Um, other than that, um, oh, what else was I watching? I, I watched the second season of The Order. I think I talked about last time, so I won't go over that again. I watched an awesome show called Warrior Nun. Um, mm, I've, that, I also watched that. That is I've, a very, very cool show. I've been hearing good things about Warrior Nun. Um, I liked it. Um, it's basically there's a, a secret order of nuns who have, uh, are taught martial arts and have been protecting a uh, a secret from, uh, in the ch- as part of the church. Um, apparently, at one point, an angel came down and gave his halo up to um, to to this lady who was the the founder, basically, of the order um, that was created, where these warrior nuns uh, are trained and and protect the secret anyway and apparently they um they they took parts of his armor and melted it down and used it to make weapons and then the angel's halo was actually embedded in the back of um the the chief nun i guess 
and uh, well, gives the, it special powers. The Canonis or the uh... no, she no, is... she was she was called the Warrior Nun. The rest the are Warrior just sort of like the rest are just nuns. Yeah, apparently. Sisters, uh, warrior sisters. His sisters, yeah, call. and she's the warrior nun, like yeah. a final sister, say. Yeah, exactly. It, yes, it actually, actually, it's actually yeah. very reminiscent of something the ecclesiastes the ecclesiastes will do, and of course, it comes complete with machinations of um, like political power within the church itself, and mm. there's all sorts of uh, back dealings going on. So there's there's a political aspect to it, and there's some betrayals that happen that that are kind of unexpected. It's it's pretty good. I really enjoyed the show. Um, so I'm glad I watched that. Um, as soon as that ended, the next show that popped up on my watch list was called, it's called Cursed. And mm, I heard about this, that one. it's on my list. Is, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I've, I've watched the first two episodes so far. So I watched the first episode and I went to Jen, uh, made her watch it on her own to see if it was like a show that she might be into. She said she was. So we watched episode two together. Um, this is, um, it, it's very reminiscent. Like it's basically part of Arthurian legend, kind of it's loosely based on Arthurian legend. Um, it's all about the lady we used to call Nimue or Nimue is what they call her in the, uh, really? in the show. Yeah. yeah. The lady of the lake, the one who gives the sword of power to Arthur. This I is kind of like the story weird. of the sword of power. Uh, it's mm -hmm. actually based off of a comic series. I think written by Alan Moore, but I'm not sure. I, I saw that just loosely. Like, I, I thought it maybe it was based on Marion Zimmer Bradley's Mists of Avalon or like the lead up to that. Cause I think there's a, a book about. There is Nimue. a prequel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about her and the lady of the lake. Um, it, it doesn't look like that's the, the source material it's based on. It looks like it's based off of a, a graphic novel called cursed. And I think it's written by Alan Moore, but I honestly, don't know for sure. Uh, anyway, so the first two episodes are, they're good. I mean, just like with the first episode or the first season of any show, the acting is kind of hokey. The action's kind of hokey. Um, but much like with The Witcher, it, it has that kind of Witcher feel, like there's supernaturals. Uh, there's all these different uh, fairy um, communities. And of course, there's a inquisitorial red templars they call them these uh these churchgoers who are fanatics and are hunting down and massacring basically all of the uh fairy uh fey folk that they find they destroy the villages they put them all to uh they crucify them and then light them on fire it's actually pretty horrendous and uh, it deals a lot with merlin as well uh and unlike the old style merlin where he's like this old wizard man this is a very buff, very hot-looking uh, dude who, who is kind of reminiscent. I don't think it's the same actor, but he's quite reminiscent of the actor who plays Floki on Vikings. Mm. Um, oh, it looks okay. a lot like him. I don't know for sure that it is him, but but at least it looks like him. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is because I, I I thought he looked this he was the same guy too. So yeah, he he looks very much like him. I mean, I wish I had some sort of device where I could look these things up, but yeah, really, I, I don't have access to anything like that. So well, I'm looking uh, up right now. Memory. I'm, I'm looking up cursed right now. I don't see if it's by its, if it's based on anything. Right, just offhand, quickly. Offhand. Uh, it, it definitely is. Um, I I did see a write up where they talked about the source material for it. Um, I, I don't remember what publication it was in, but it was it's somewhere online. Anyway, so I watched that, uh, and then I watched the 
third season of Norsemen, which just dropped, I think, a couple days ago. Really? Oh, okay. I have to go back to um, that. It's, it's basically... Sorry. Um, in case you're wondering, it's not uh, Alan Moore. It's Frank Miller. Oh, Frank Miller. Yes, you're right. It's the other, uh, other good crazy graphic guy. novel writer that we like. Uh, anyway, um, so the, the third season of Norseman, uh, I didn't know what they were going to do with it because at the end of the second season, this might be a spoiler for those who haven't seen it, they actually kill off one of my Wait. favorite characters. No, no, stop, stop, stop. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just saying okay. at the end of season two, they kill off one of my favorite characters. Is it still tongue-in-cheek, though? In season it's, two? Oh, it's exactly the same. It's, the okay. style is exactly the same. So anyway, I didn't know what they were going to do with it because this character is, is kind of central to the storyline. And their death um, sent a shock. And so I really wanted them to still be part of the show. And so the way they got around that is by doing a complete prequel to the first season. In fact, the third season ends at the very beginning of the first episode of season Oh, when they're on the boat and bringing the people back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, okay. the, the, the last thing you see is like the door opening. It's uh, the, the foppish dude, the, the Italian that they capture, the actor. Yeah. Um, the, the very last scene is him opening the door and seeing the Vikings in his face. It <laughs> was great. A great ending. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> so that, that, that's, that whole season is fantastic. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, uh, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it, but the next thing on my list to watch is actually a movie with Charlize Theron called Old, The Old Guard. Yeah, the Old I'm going to be talking about guess. that. I'm oh, you, you thought? About that. Okay, I, I, I won't it, say anything yeah. else because uh, I still haven't seen it yet, and hopefully Paul doesn't give away any spoilers, although I did see a tr the, the trailer for it, so I kind of know the, the whole background story of who they are yeah. and, and, and how and they're doing and what they're doing. Um... Okay, so that's it for TV shows. Um, the only movie I've seen is called In the Shadow of the Moon. Uh, and this is, it's a weird murder mystery where the, the, the main character is this detective and he um, witnesses a murder and chases the murderer. It's this young lady and he chases her basically off a, um, a subway platform and watches her die. And then thinks nothing of it. And then seven years later, spots the same girl again committing a murder, or a murder is committed. He spots her in the crowd or as he's chasing her. And all of a sudden, this starts a lifelong obsession trying to find this girl. And she keeps disappearing after every one of these murders. His entire life is in tatters because of his obsession chasing down this woman. And um, the... The ending to it, there's a there's a neat little twist. I mean, it's it's not super um, unbelievable the way some of the M Night Shyamalan ones are. It's it's pretty. You, you could predict kind of where they're going with it, but I really liked it. I, that was a good movie, and I'm I'm glad I got to watch it. We have joined by Patrick. Oh, welcome, mm -hmm. Patrick. Nice of you to join us. So late, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, I'm. Okay. Ahead, I'll let you continue. I'm, I'm just in the middle of going through my uh, my weeks in the hobby, oh. and then once once I'm done, we can do the introductions and then invite you to, to give your side. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I, like I said, that's it for TVs and movies, um, video games. Uh, I picked up Far Cry Five because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Far Cry um, system and their series of games. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, uh, but it's downloaded and it's ready to go, so that's probably next on my list. 
for role-playing games, my Monday and Thursday night games for Star Wars are still going strong. Uh, it looks like we're starting up a new Star Wars campaign for my local friends, but we're still going to be doing it over the internet. We really hope so. Yeah, and uh, and this this one we're going to be focusing on Age of Rebellion, which is basically the only line of the system that I haven't I haven't actually run run yet. So my Monday night game is Edge of the Empire. My Thursday night game is uh, Force and Destiny based, and this is going to be purely. Um, Age of Rebellion, so we're going to be talking about uh, the Rebels. And I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's like a, a different genre. So the Edge of the Empire and Force and Destiny, you can kind of combine those two because you're basically on the fringes of the Empire. You're trying to stay away from uh, the people in power, trying to stay under the radar and survive, basically. Uh, in Edge of the Empire, you're basically just trying to eke out a living. Uh, in Force and Destiny, you're Force users who are trying to stay outside of uh, from discovery or trying to trying to remain hidden from the empire, but you're still kind of like you deal with the same sorts of people. Uh, Age of Rebellion gives you the opportunity to play something completely different, where you're playing a pure rebellion-based game. So uh, I'm looking forward to to doing something like that. I kind of also want to run a game where you're dealing with the Imperials and you know trying to maintain the illusion that you're the good guys when really you're living in a, a, a fascist dictatorship. Uh, and that might be some interesting themes, but that's maybe for the future. I think that's probably everything I have to talk about. So I'm going to pass it on to Paul. Oh, excellent. Um, oh, sorry. We were going to go to Pat and introduce Pat. That's and Pat okay. And say his little words. <laughs> sorry, Pat, Pat, why, don't, why don't you go next, actually? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. Um, so the reason that I came on late was uh, I was watching a movie called Night Hunter with uh, Brenda. Uh, so it's got Henry Cavill in it uh, as a police detective. Um, and uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I have to admit, I was uh, towards the end of it, I was saying, or, you know, in the big climax, I was saying, eh. Silence of the Lambs was better, but then Silence of the Lambs is kind of the big benchmark for that kind of movie. So uh, mm. uh, Henry Cavill is a, a detective, uh, and um, what's his name there? Uh, the guy who played uh, who played uh, the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. Uh, Man Kingsley. Yeah, oh, Man yeah. Kingsley. He's uh, mm. he's a judge who's gone vigilante and uh, is hunting down. Uh, uh, sexual predators, and uh, so he's got this young woman that uh, is working with him. She's the bait. Uh, they catch the sexual predators, and then uh, they castrate them. They wow, a little bit like hard candy. Oh. Yeah, Pleasant. so that, that's that's uh, yeah. that's their vigilanteism. Ben and, Kingsley, uh, by the way. Yeah, Ben Kingsley. Yes, Ben Kingsley. Sorry, something different. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, they manage to uh, come across this uh, really devious kind of a, a predator and uh, so it's kind of a bit of this cat and mouse as they're trying to figure out uh, how he was doing things because he appears to be mentally incompetent uh, and, and I'm not going to say any more because uh, I don't want to spoil the surprises and so on uh, but it, w it was interesting I mean it kept me uh, my attention long enough for me to forget that I needed to be here for seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, I guess we'll accept that as an excuse um, 
Let's see. Uh, other thing is an excuse. Acceptable, that's debatable, but it's definitely an excuse. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, I've been watching uh, One Piece on Netflix as far as anime goes. Uh, that's kind of fun. It it really seems like it's uh, uh, meant for a child's level uh, of entertainment uh, with the way it goes a lot of the time, except uh, they drop an awful lot of assholes uh, in the dialogue. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's meant for adults, but it, the animation style is very childlike. Well, sort of like South Parkish, then you're saying? Uh, kind of. Uh, I never really thought of South Park as being something that would appeal to children, other than no, no. But you, I meant animated. all of the animation style. I was just thinking, right? It's very. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I started on. Uh, on uh, Warrior Nun, I'm three episodes into it. Okay, now you, all three of you guys have talked about. It. I gotta go get watch it then. I, I don't know. I mean, I started it when it first came out, and I'm only three episodes into it. Hmm. I mean, it, it it's okay, but it's it's not uh, an amazing show, uh, in my opinion, so far. Um, did uh, Brenda and I started watching Cursed? Uh, she hasn't been all that interested in uh, going past the first episode, so that's as far as I've gotten as well. I don't. Want go into it if she's actually interested in continuing on a bit. That's funny. Two things that Dev has already talked about. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. What I said was, I watched the first episode and then I went to Jen and I said, okay, you watch this first episode on your own. Tell me if you're into it and then we'll watch it together. And so she did. And so that's why we got to we sat down and watched the second episode. Right. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Other than that, oh, I uh, did watch uh, the Nicolas Cage Color Out of Space. Oh, yeah. Wow. How was it? I really enjoyed it. Uh, Nicholas's Cage, Nicholas Cage's version of crazy is uh, exactly what the role needed. <laughs> well, for, for, uh, it's for, just for crazy Lovecraft thing, that. right? For Lovecraftian story. Oh yeah, it it actually. Well, I mean, it's a short story that's been turned into a movie, so there's a lot more going on in the movie than actually happens in the story. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's really good, and you know, uh, uh, Tommy Chong is in it as well. Mm. And he does a pretty good job for his small little part. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it uh, actually does a pretty good... I mean, when the alien presence is actually a color, so it has no real physicality other than being a color, uh, they did a pretty good job of uh, representing it, and uh, it does have a lot of body horror elements to it, which is beyond what Lovecraft tended to do. But uh, yeah, it, it's worth checking out. I mean, don't don't expect uh, the uh, the best horror movie you've ever seen, but uh, it it is good. It is entertaining for what it is. Uh, game wise, uh, really nothing much as far as computer games go. Uh, tabletop role playing. We finished off Starfinder. Uh, I don't know if Patrick's talked about it yet. Um, I'm gone. I'm, they're saving me for last. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got uh, two months worth of stuff to talk about, so we're just going to hold off on him. Well, I, I made it a kind of grim ending. I, and Unfortunately, the player that I was kind of depending on wasn't able to make it for that session, uh, so I had to take it all into my own hands, which uh, felt kind of uh, cheap, cheap a bit, uh, because basically they're... We all died. Yep. Well, they're stranded on a, on a planet, and then they discover that... Uh, the uh, gas giant, in, or one of the gas giants in the solar system, is actually the embryo of an elder god, which is right on the verge of uh, waking up. Um, 
And so they were kind of forced with uh, the choice of, uh, well, do we rescue ourselves and probably nobody else because they won't, there won't be enough time for us to get away, or do we uh, use the um, ancient machinery on this planet that we're stuck on to cause the sun to explode and uh, kill I voted to get away. It. Yep. I voted to get away. If I'm going to die, the universe can die too. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, so it it was a, a a everybody dies in the end, oh. even though they won by defeating the big bad elder god. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's more like everyone heroically sacrificed themselves, not a total parley like TPK. That's uh, right. I didn't heroically sacrifice myself. No, <laughs> no, I was no. no. That puppy. He, he... I'm like, let me fix the ship. I'll I'll be right back. I'm just gonna fix the ship, and yeah. I'll be right back. He died like a coward. Yep. <laughs> okay. I was playing like, a like the rat he was. Yeah, I was, I was playing a rattling type. Thanks. Um. Yeah. I I didn't have any problems with doing that kind of end an ending just because this was a let's test out the Starfinder beginner box. Right. Uh, and if we like it, we'd probably invest in actual real. Starfinder and yeah, yeah do, do the real game. Um. It it is an amusing uh, sci-fi game. It's got more fantasy elements than I'd like in sci-fi, but mm -hmm. you know, if people like fantasy, or sci-fantasy, then it definitely uh, is worth giving a try. And it, I think it's flexible enough that it covers uh, most things that you might want to do with a science fiction game. Um, and we started up back with the Pathfinder version of uh, the Wednesday night game. Um, Unfortunately, we were missing too many people to yep, actually yep. move on with the re real story. So uh, we introduced uh, Gavin's character into the party um, uh, by having a small little mini-adventure where a child went missing in the sewers. Um, and uh, there were some aberrations that were living down there, too. Um, Sasquatches. Sasquatches in the sewers. And they were they were closer to uh, Umberhulks. They were called uh, Ophilth, I think, is what the monster is called, um, which uh, seemed to, ended up being a little timely because uh, three members of the party ended up catching this uh, communicable disease, uh, and uh, Gavin wanted to uh, get cured at the temple, uh, which wasn't successful, but he, he did succeed in uh, passing on the disease to the priests. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so there, there might be a minor epidemic going on in the city. Uh, Sounds luckily, like it is, yeah. Luckily, it is the priest, so uh, they should be able to get it under control before it goes uh, too far out of hand. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There hasn't been a whole lot uh, in the last month, really. At least not on my end. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's move on to Paul who's been waiting patiently. <clears throat> sure. Um, like uh, like you said, Dev, I watched Warrior Nun. You pretty much described everything that I could possibly do about that. Yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers, because there's, no. uh, there's twists that, that come out at, um, throughout the show. They're pretty, pretty good. Um, I will admit, I like the way the main character developed throughout it. It was quite well done. The most... Um, resistant to change <laughs> of a character I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was good. She becomes a hero in the end. <clears throat> I guess so. Res she, with much she, resistance. <laughs> she's on the hero's journey, that's all. 
That was one hell of a journey. Anyway, yeah, it's the reluctant hero. It's all part of the whole thing. Yep. Um, Definitely reluctant. (laughs) Very much. Um, I finished watching Snowpiercer. Um, I guess they they got to the end of the season. Believe it or not, there's going to be more seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. They definitely left it open. Um, I'm not sure what to make of the ending, because I never saw the movie, so I don't quite know what's going to happen the yeah, train well, well, we, we we talk about well wait no the plane doesn't the train doesn't crash does the it the train doesn't focus? crash the movie uh i don't know i like i said i've never seen the movie i'm pretty sure it doesn't um but you find out some pretty shocking information uh during the the course of the movie um i don't know if it's the same because i haven't actually watched the tv show maybe after the recording so we don't give any spoilers paul you and i can talk about sure how the show ended um I did quite enjoy it. I thought it was pretty good anyway. Definitely they definitely left it open for another season, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be another season coming. Cool. Um just because I was bored, I watched The Meg because <laughs> <laughs> giant, giant sharks and why the hell not. So <laughs> and it's, gr- uh, it's great cheese. It it really yeah, no, you're right it was. Um I can't say more about it than that. But it it was it was good. Um I, I guess, I, I don't know, I guess I'm the only one that watched The Old Guard. Yeah, I, um, I have a key. I did see that list. I'm very much looking oh, forward been, to it. I've been meaning it, to. It was, um, I was really impressed. I thought it was really good. And they left it open for a, se- a sequel. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's like yeah. about as open-ended as you can possibly get. <laughs> yeah. Marie Sarah has gone on record as saying she'd like to, but so far there is nothing official about a sequel. Well, they made it. They made it so. Um, I don't know if that's a spoiler. I'd rather yeah, see don't. her do uh, Furiosa. Um, I'd rather see her replay for your Furiosa. Well, for uh, that, unfortunately, yeah, uh, the guy behind the Mad Max films is going a different way. Yeah, mm. George Miller's. Well, he can always come back to it. Well, mm. um, what else have I watched? Um, I will admit, for the past week and a half, I have been religiously watching a. I guess it's a Japanese. Uh, uh, I don't know what kind of show it would fall under, but it's, it's all subtitled. I'm on episode forty out of forty-four. Um, it's called Han- "Handsome Siblings," and um, it's it's really fucked up, like most of the Japanese stuff is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all live action, so it's 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 like Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon type action. That's cool. Okay. So um, is it modern? No, it is not modern time. Um, Wait, is it samurai? Yes. <gasps> there you go. It's, 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 it's very, it's very about martial arts and um, various different uh, clans, like leaders in the martial arts world, um, and they're all trying to sort of outdo each other and compete with each other to be the best. Mm. And basically, there's it. It's like it's. I can't really describe it without giving away a lot of the plot. Cause it's very convoluted. So I can't really say it. Basically it's two brothers whose parents were murdered. One was raised by the people that murdered their parents. And the other one um, was raised by a group of, I guess they called themselves the 10 great villains or something. And they don't know their brothers, but they're, they're sort of set upon each other to try to like their purpose is to get into a fight and kill each other mm-hmm. just because for some revenge plot by the people that killed their parents originally. So it, okay, yeah, yeah, 
but they they end up becoming like best friends and yeah of course course. they don't know that though they don't know they're related so it's just it's really convoluted and for some reason i'm just like stuck addicted to watching it and it's all the details i (laughs) it's called (laughs) handsome siblings just look it up on on netflix it's great okay. love it i got a whole list of other ones i'm gonna watch afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> that's, Cause that's now, the genre that i love because now because now that i've watched one or two right they're just popping up on my list mm-hmm. so there's a whole bunch of other ones that i'm i'm very interested in watching as well uh what else do i have um i i got a new phone so i got a new plan which means i actually have data now so <clears throat> i've been listening to podcasts for like 12 hours a day at work. <laughs> so <laughs> I've gone, I, the, I, I took Dev's advice and I have been listening to that Silhouette Zero podcast. It's fantastic. I'm currently on episode four of season three, which is their 84th podcast. Okay, so, that's, so you've gone past me. Oh yeah, so, that, that, so that's how far I'm in now. I've, I've listened to 84 podcasts in the last week and a half. Jeez. Um, from these guys. I said t- like 12 hours a day. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't kidding. Sure. Um, and it's made me really want to run Star Wars like desperately. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Dev, we can do the two person one again. Wait, wait now run or play in? Play in. Okay. But oh, no, don't like, do that because now that we're going to switch, we're trying to finally get in a group together. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if you know, Dev, you got time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't I know, I know how to, I knew how to do a two person, two person game session now, just listening to these guys go. So you just have to play multiple characters. I figured that out. So. But that, yeah, no, I've been listening to that religiously. And then I have a whole bunch of other ones that he recommended, the fellow that did this one, um, like uh, Heroes of the Hydean Way and what other ones? Did, did I not uh, give you recommendations for Heroes of the Hydean Way? You might have, but I haven't actually started listening to any of them yet. Okay. Um, there's also I, I, so- I can give you a couple other recommendations as well. Yeah, there's there's Solo Shot is another one that I have on my list. Uh, that's and, one I haven't listened to, but the ones I, I listen to... Are um, so Heroes of the Hiding Way is is um, uh, it's like an actual play. The, what mm-hmm. you're talking about? There's yeah. a sister podcast of that called Tales of the Hiding Way, where they talk about kind of rules and and character archetypes and just information like that. Um, another one I'm listening to is called Highly Suspect. I love Highly Suspect. That is such a great show, and uh, the, the GM has like a really cool GM voice, so it sounds amazing. And then mm. the other one is Tabletop Squadron. Ah, okay. Interesting. But that, other than that, that's pretty much me, um, other than doing a little bit of Div 2 in between. A little bit? A little bit? <laughs> um, I actually haven't played much in the last week. So, yes, a little bit. I haven't played since Tuesday. I played 10 minutes yesterday. And about fifteen minutes today. So there you go. Yeah, that's ridiculously slow for you. For that me, is. yes, horribly. I've been, wa- I've been, I've been, I've been watching a lot of handsome siblings. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're I'm on episode forty out of forty-four, and they're an hour long each. So we okay. figure that out. Uh, that's I'm, pretty I'm much. Oh, I have, I have, I have, I have one little question for Pat. I'm sure he knows the answer to this one. Um, Pat, why are spaghetti westerns called spaghetti westerns? Spaghetti westerns because they're made in Italy. 
they're not necessarily made in Italy. They're made by Italian directors. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's okay, I was just, I just wanted to know if you knew, that's all. Yeah. Well, of course I knew. <clears throat> well, I figured you would, but I just wanted to yeah. double check. And a lot of more I only, I only, I only learned, I only learned about it today, so that's why I was oh. And I know you like your Westerns, so. What about Westerns? I'm going to be talking about Westerns, too. So. Once Dwayne's done. Oh, I also, both you and Dev, I forgot to mention something we're all doing on Tuesdays. Oh, right, our live well, streaming. Our Twitch. The Twitch live streamings with, with Gavin. Game. With Gavin, yes. Oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention. Um, Gavin and I attempted our first recording of um, uh, a play, a Let's Play of uh, Raft. Um, we're going to restart it because I messed up the audio on the recording. But uh, I've, I've And since... you couldn't stream it. Um, no, I couldn't stream it. Yes, you can. Uh, you get good, you get... I have a great download. I have a terrible upload, Pat. If you have 20 megs up, that's a great I upload. I don't have 20 megs up. That's what you, you, you lied to me that that's what you said. No. Yes. I can do a speed test right now if you want me to do that. <laughs> Not important at this point. <laughs> Wait. I need to prove it. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne. Uh, uh, hold on. So I was just going to pass it on to Dwayne as the next person, but we just lost him. Lost him. Oh, oh no, he's Dwayne's back. back. Uh, he's back. Okay, I'll I'll cut all this out. That was oh, weird. Oh, it looks like the, the echoes back. Not for mm. me. No, I think just for Dwayne himself, the echoes. Uh, okay, okay, good. We're fine. Oh, it could be because he doesn't have the push to talk on them. Yeah. Oh uh, no, it's. Told push to talk. I just had to disconnect and reconnect. All of a sudden, like boom, all of you guys just cut out. I couldn't hear a thing. Well, that's depressing. So, whose turn is it? Your turn. Uh, Your we're turn. just passing it on to you. Okay. Um, wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, I haven't seen Warrior Nun as yet, but. Uh, did you guys know it's based on a Canadian comic book? I did know it was based on a comic book, but not the origins of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Ben Dunn is apparently Canadian. Uh, the show, from what I've heard, is a really, it's a major case of uh, not really all that close to the source material. Mm. <laughs> uh, because from what I understand, uh, the heroine is a complete skeptic who wants nothing to do with any of this, Correct. at least to start off with. Pretty much. No, not, and, not even to start off with. Throughout the whole show. Yeah. Um, Warrior Nun Ariella, which is the book that this is based off of, loosely, um, is many things. Uh, it is kind of a celebration of good girl artwork. It's manga. It's definitely manga inspired. It's also, in some odd ways, kind of a celebration of faith. The lead character is a career nun who has served this martial order her entire life and been rewarded with the power and the title. Yeah, well, so that makes none sense of this. That, uh, none of this sense. applies to the TV show. Well, the reason it doesn't is because Ariella is the first warrior nun. And this is talking about like the thirtieth or fortieth warrior yeah. nun. Yeah, and yeah, in the in the comic, it's the same thing. It's kind of a title, but the the current one 
you know, is a careerist. She's someone who is a true believer, has been rewarded appropriately, and is in it because it's what she believes in. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like the girl that had it before um, mm-hmm. the, the character in the, the, the TV show. Exactly. So they've, they've really... Um, the people behind the show have said straight out that it's kind of like the mytho- they're using the mythology of the book. They're definitely not uh, really adapting the book itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was all kind of interesting. And that... Um, Speaking of Netflix, I've actually seen The Witcher. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Two years late, but okay, good. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, hey, it takes me a little time. What can I, I say? Know. I'm kidding. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I will definitely watch the second season whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. And that... Uh, how did you like uh, the way they told the story? Uh, I didn't have much of a problem with it because I was actually a little forewarned. Oh, okay. What what little I'd read about the show said that it jumped back and forth in time oddly. Mm-hmm. And it really did. Yeah, oddly. So is the right word. I was kind of on the lookout for that, and so I picked it up. I think I worked out what the various time periods were by about episode three. Like, I knew they were jumping around in time, but it was like, okay, yeah, everything with him is before and she's before him, and the kid is the present, so to speak, and yeah, da 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 But, um, but no, no, uh, it was fun. I mean, you know, not very thought-provoking television, but uh, no, definitely not what that was what it was going for, and what it did go for, it did very well. So that was all right. Um, I've been watching some Supergirl, uh, kind of skipping past a few episodes. I'm not watching all of it and that, but uh, right now. Uh, they're doing a Lex-centered episode, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm watch I'm watching that currently. Uh, I did get a kick out of. Um, there's an episode where Jesse Rath, who plays Brainy, gets to play opposite his sister, Megan Rath, who is a pretty successful actor in her own right, and that. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the U.S. version of Being Human. No. Uh, I think I saw a little bit of it. Uh, basic, basically, a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost are roommates. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the British version. I did see the British version, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, she was the ghost in the uh, U.S. version. Mm. And then for the past couple of years, she was uh, on Hawaii Five-0. Not a show that I watch, but I heard she was on it. She's also Canadian, which is kind of why I know who she is. Um, so yeah, uh, so that was a fun episode of Supergirl. Eventually, I need to get caught up on the Flash, um, but that hasn't happened yet. Haven't That's even what I'm working on right now. Haven't even started Black Lightning season three. Oh, that, that's but, actually a uh, good season. 
Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to watching it. I just haven't started it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the first episode of Doom Patrol Season 2. Uh, and I've started, um, I started the second episode on that one. Uh, I've watched, I'm completely up to date on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, season seven has been really good stuff. Uh, yeah. it, it really looks like they're gonna go out on a high note. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the episode from Wednesday night was directed by um, by Elizabeth Hensford. Yeah, Elizabeth Hensford. Sorry, I was I mental blocked on her name for a second. Who uh, plays uh, Jenna Simmons? And if <laughs> For our first, for our first effort, they certainly threw her in the deep end. Mm-hmm. That, could, that could not have been an easy. Uh, um, they certainly didn't give her a easy one to do. No. Um, but some really good stuff. So, uh, lots of stuff happened on Wednesday night. Uh, some really great character stuff, uh, especially between Daisy and Coulson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Jay-Z and Sousa. I'm not sure I like that Enoch aspect of it. Everybody. Um, I've got no problem with it. He definitely has a type, mm-hmm. and she fits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they established what his type was over two years of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this, is, this is just more of the same. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's one I, I try to. I actually try to watch Agents of Shield the day of if I can, if not the day of the next day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really, really enjoying that. Uh, I've been hearing really good things about uh, the DC Stargirl adaptation that's airing on the CW in the states. So I'm hoping that, like most CW shows. Once the season is over, Netflix Canada will get it. Well, uh, I, I, is it on the CW? I thought it was uh, the DC streaming service. It is, but, but it's season both. two is going to be the CW. No, uh, it airs on the it airs on DC Universe, and then it airs on the CW the next day. Oh, okay. Similarly, Doom Patrol is on. Uh, both DC Universe and HBO Max. Right. So, you know, it's busy, you know. So, a little more TV than I've been watching lately. Um, Been reading a lot. Uh, For those keeping track, I just started October 2012 on Marvel Universe. Um, so the whole A versus X thing is just about over. I've got one issue left to go. There was all of them. <laughs> you would work on that for uh, a while. Yeah. Uh, well, I dropped it for a little while because um, Marvel updated the Marvel Universe app and it became grossly unstable on my tablet, which is where I read all my comics. So I actually had to go digging and find out how to install older versions of Android apps. Um, so now it's working again. So I've been reading again some. 
I've been reading a fair bit on my Kobo, uh, especially an urban fantasy series, uh, Kate Daniels series by Alona Andrews. Andrews is actually just a pseudonym. It's a husband and wife team that writes the books. I just finished the fifth one. There's ten. And there's various uh, short stories and stuff. Uh, I've been reading most of it through the Ottawa Public Library's Overdrive collection, which is nice. Uh, so that's been good. Uh, Kobo actually has a all-you-can-read subscription service similar to Kindle Unlimited now. So I'm thinking of giving that a try. They're offering a free month. I doubt I'll keep it. I've got too much to read as it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm, cu I'm curious about it. And since they're letting you try it for free, I figure why the hell not. On the gaming side of things, uh, continuing to do a lot with the Earth on West Marches campaign I've been ranting about and raving about for the past several podcasts. Uh, my Dwarven Wizard is now Circle 9. He's one of only two Warden-level uh, characters in the entire thing. So he's gotten strong enough that he's actually creating his own threat items. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. So that's been fun. It's a collaborative process. Um, but uh, the fun thing is, is that... Uh, the other person I've been collaborating with on designing the thread items is one of the Earthdown developers. Oh, nice. So, That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one or two of the guys in our campaign are freelancers who worked for Faza. And so, like, uh, we have a system in place called uh, tips, thread item points. You earn tips every adventure that you play in. And then you can request thread items. Well, he got word of this, and uh, this is a guy who developed almost all the thread items in the books and enjoys the process and likes coming up with new and interesting things. So he volunteered, and we were basically, you know, doing the Wayne's World We're Not Worthy thing. Mm -hmm. So we turned him loose on that, and it's been an awful lot of fun. It's been absolutely hilarious uh, and then a couple of us got to the point where we could create our own thread items but uh, the administration of which I'm a part didn't want to just turn the players loose on thread design so they came up with a compromise if you design it yourself you get to choose the theme you get to choose about half the powers uh, the staff and that includes the developer gets to decide whether the theme actually works and the rest of the powers and so it's kind of a collaborative thing so I've designed two with them so far and they've turned out really great uh, the first one was a pair of boots that uh, help you move faster in combat, basically. And because my guy is a wizard, just because I threw a uh, spell matrix into them, because he's a wizard, and <laughs> I could have picture of turning down the opportunity to throw a spell matrix into something. 
the biggest compliment I've gotten on the booth so far was uh, one of the other guys who've been playing quite a while looking at design and going, I have no need for a matrix object, but the rest of that stuff I really want. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that uh, that was a bit of an ego boost right there, I got to say. So, so no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I have a secondary character. He's a third-level archer who specializes in throwing things. He doesn't actually use a bow. Uh, but I only play him every now and then because there's a lot of folks at the lower circle levels, and he's my secondary, so I usually just let the other folks play. I don't uh, put my name in for those games very often. But it's been a lot of fun. Uh, on the on the uh, Discord and Roll Twenty side of things, uh, as Pat mentioned, Pathfinder last Wednesday night. So that's interesting. I'm a little bit disappointed in the Pathfinder sheet because the thing is with Roll Twenty, you can do an awful lot of automation. Um, one of the guys who plays with us on Earth Dawn designed the official FASA Earthdawn 4th Ed sheet for use with Roll20. He basically volunteered for it, and they looked it over and eventually gave it the stamp of approval. And he's done a lot of automation there. There's not a lot of automation in the uh, Pathfinder sheet at all. Well, I think there would be if we actually bought the rules through Roll20. Hmm, perhaps so. We also did, so. Find an error. we did find an error. Patrick and I found an error in the uh, yeah. on the on the app uh, for the computer. For well, the yeah, that, that's yeah. the app. That's that's different from Roll Twenty. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, the adventure was fun. I think I've gotten the hang of putting my spells and everything in the sheet after a couple of missteps, and that uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to the story in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, video games, I've been doing pretty much nothing except for the odd bit of Disney Infinity with my daughter and a little bit of Super Mario World on our Nintendo Switch here and there. I haven't even, uh, I haven't even booted up my Steam partition in ages. So, yeah, that's about it for me. I'm done. Okay, so finally, last but not least, Pat. All right. Well, um, believe it or not, I actually haven't watched too much stuff um, because, as I tell people, I'm so much more busier gaming now than I ever was before COVID lockdown. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, so I did watch the Meg with uh, like Sim with Paul because I was like one of those nights where I was like I just need something stupid and fun and action oriented. And you know, I mean, it's cheese. It's not it's not a great movie, but it's fun cheese. You know, you're talking about a Meg the Dawn that comes into the ocean. So, and it's, you know, <laughs> it's, I think we it, got into an argument about that, didn't we? Well, because you said the science is possible for the uh, no. Well, I said I said that they had explained how it could happen in the in the movie, and you thought it was they didn't. No, no, I said it's <clears> dumb. You said it's it's plausible. You went it's plausible. And I'm like, no, it's not. Plausible. The the way the way that they expressed it, it it, it seemed plausible. I, I what I said to you was I was happy with how they described how these sharks suddenly showed up in, in, in terms of the movie because they actually explained it in a way that seemed logical to me. 
and, and, you, and you and you said like, it was no. impossible yeah or stupid but no. to me it yeah. made sense yeah. in terms of the movie and, so uh, and then so i've been i have to go i'm going to switch back and forth because there's one of the movies i watched ties into the gaming um so yes we're still doing the pendragon game uh every so often there's been a change with that uh coming up uh but still trying to get that going which is cool but our friend eric has started running the the paladin game which is basically uh charlemagne's time in the jews and still still the pendragon rules and stuff like that so that's pretty good we've had a few sessions uh we're all playing young knights again actually we're all related all from the same family uh dev's the middle brother i believe dev yep that's true yep um so that's inter- interesting seeing this family dynamics of like this is my my father was poor and I blame you all for not helping me. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty good. Um, and also with Eric, I've started doing. Uh, you remember the game Blue Planet, right, Dev? Or the sorry, you remember seeing the rules? You never actually played it, right? So I picked up the original rules for Blue Planet um, back in my collecting days when I would just pick up random role playing games. I remember you probably... having it? We never. Yeah, we're like, oh, that yeah. sounds interesting. And then we never. Right. So the cool thing about it is that it's it's basically like an eco eco game or eco friendly. I don't know how to describe it. Because um, the guy you, who designed it actually is he's uh, he's a scientist, right? Right. He knows like he studied a lot of uh, ecology and oceanography and stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's cool because one of the or two of the races that you can play are like either uh, orcas or dolphins, I think. So it's it's like a completely non-human character that you'd be playing. It's yeah. it's the, the 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 concepts and the background themes of the game are incredible. I just never had a chance to sit down and actually play it. Well, let me tell you, uh, combat super super deadly. Really? Oh yeah, my guy is out for months because he was almost killed with three bullets. Now you're playing the second edition of the game, right? Not the original. Yes. Second edition, yes. Yeah, okay. it was like I took one shot to the shoulder. Um, it was like it put me down to negative two. Okay, so you have it's based on D10s, right? Um, so your target number is your skill and other stuff. So you're usually looking at a skill of six or so, but you only have one dice to do this with. If you're on average, we have like fours or threes for our success numbers because we're starting off, right? <laughs> so sometimes you get, but anyways, you get a minus two, which is like a 20% hit for one wound a critical wound is minus three but they stack oh yeah so now you're minus five the third bullet took me to minus seven which means i can't do anything i'm very much and that was just like boom 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 like wow i'm i'm useless <laughs> and yeah that was so we, we found out how how deadly that that system is for that and then also another game we're playing one of his friends is running um I don't know if you know the cult game, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of like a supernatural horror type uh, show or a game uh, where the veil has broke is starting to break. It's a little bit like Lovecraftian or other stuff like that, where there's a real our reality is not the real the real reality, and it's it kind of reminds me of the show Supernatural. Yes, and it sort of bleeds in, right? There's a there's a bleeding effect where it starts happening. Um. So in that one though, it's it's a, it's very narrative built. Like the players and the GM are supposed to work together to build the scenarios and build the world and what's going on and stuff like that. So that's pretty interesting. Okay, hold on, hold on. Who's crunching chips? I heard that. 
I heard chips too. Yes. Hmm. Silence. <clears throat> if it's me, I apologize. Okay. Are you eating chips? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, if, it's, if it's me, I apologize. Well, are you eating chips? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make it funny. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That, uh, so, anyways, um, so that's the the cult game, which is pretty interesting. Um, and then um, years ago, when Dev and I were helping Kessel run at a, uh, the Comic Con, I picked up Big Trouble in Little China Legendary Game. It's a card game, and we tried to play, but we looked at the rules and all the cards and the setups. Like this is complicated. This seems more complicated than the entire movie is. But I played it with my buddy Eric, and it's actually not too bad. So they got me into the Marvel Legendary card game now. So I've got the, uh, the, the original one, then I've got the Asgard extension, the Guardians of the Galaxy extension, going to be getting the Shield extension one ex- card as well. <laughs> so doing that as well, plus every once in a while some board games. Uh, and I started running Deadlands again, uh, based on the Savage World systems, not the original ones. So it's... A little bit cleaner, but I still like the old rules for the cards and the chips and everything. Um, Deadlands Reloaded. Yeah, well, it's actually now there's a new one called the Wild West, which is an, even a newer one. Um, they they actually it's interesting you can they can tell the updated stuff for modern times because in this one the, the Confederacy gets beaten. 1871, it's all over. The war's over, so there's no more Confederacy. <laughs> But based on that, because I was going to run that, there's one movie that got my attention on a Netflix, I think Netflix or Prime. Anyways, and I'll give you what would basically be on the D- DVD cover, right? <clears throat> a gunfighter from the Old West returns from the grave to stop a bloodthirsty werewolf motorcycle gang from terrorizing a small town. Now, does that not sound like a Deadlands theme movie? Motorcycle gang? Not really. No, but just the whole idea is like a gunfighter from the Old West. You know, it's that sort of... What, with the exception of, you know, the motorcycle gang thing, which could easily be, you know, a band of desperados. Yeah, it yeah. definitely sounds like a exactly. deadline thing. Especially since it's bloodthirsty werewolves. Like, this is cool. It was called High Moon. I'm like, this is right up my alley. And I'm going, I could just tell from, you know, some of the actors and the budget, like, this is going to be, this could be B-grade cheese, which everyone knows I love. I love my cheese. Wow, was I disappointed? Really? So, oh, yes, because, okay, you're going, this is what you promised me. A gunfighter from the Old West returns from the grave to stop a bloodthirsty werewolf motorcycle gang. Most of it, though, deals with the fact that, well, the sheriff, who's not the old gunfighter, um, his wife is cheating on him with the mayor. Um, his daughter's back from school and having some issues with school and stuff. And the mayor is his old cop buddy from Detroit. That They were partners together, but the, the guy got involved in drug dealing and he threw his partner on the bus. And now he's actually running guns and blah, 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 blah. And his wife is having, it's like, um, dudes, where, where's the bloodthirsty werewolf motorcycle gang? Yeah. Like, hello, why, why are you doing all this, you know, drama movie? I wanted my nice, simple cheese. And most of the movie was dealing with stuff like that, or the gunfighter. They go back and do the whole thing with his wife and family, and it's like, okay. And then some for some reason there's a martial arts wizard who's teaching him how to use kung fu and swords. 
to fight the werewolves. And that, that would have worked if that was the main focus, right? Like, that, I could live with that. But no, no, they went on to this whole long story of that. I'm like, okay, you guys failed. You failed. Uh, and then, yes, we're doing this. So back to uh, more gaming. So Twitch on uh, Tuesdays. Wednesdays is the, the game with Patrick, which I missed this one, unfortunately. I just wasn't feeling good. Uh, and then Dev and I are also live streaming from Kessel Run right now uh, after it's closed and everything. So there's only the usually the four of us around multiple tables. And my Friday night thing has been, I, I've been, you know, I'm not in that anymore. And what else is going on? I started watching again because uh, on YouTube, there's this one where they're doing a thing called um, One Excellent Scene. So it's a bunch of the YouTube commentators, uh, reviewers and stuff like that that are taking a look at all the X-Men movies and they're all putting together one scene that they think defines, you know, either the movie or a character or stuff like that. So I've been watching some of those ones. They're pretty good because they have all the different ones like, okay, uh, in first class when Magneto goes and meets the Nazi guys, you know, and it goes into the whole how it shows the character and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty pretty interesting uh, videos i've been watching for that well that's that's not first class so that's the original x-men movie no that's that's first class when he goes to argentina that's first class oh argentina okay i thought you meant uh, the concentration camps no 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 when he's when he goes to hunt the the nazi hunt when he's the nazi hunter okay yeah um i mean what's funny though is they re for x-men first class they recreated the original scene from the first x-men when he's in poland mm-hmm like almost seen for they made it shorter, but it was pretty much the exact same scene, which I found was interesting. And now I've also picked up Crave and HBO because, <laughs> well, I want to see, uh, I want to be able to watch the binge the Watchmen and Doom I'm gonna Patrol. Be, I'm going to be picking that up myself uh, shortly because I never did get to finish uh, season three of Went on Earth. It's not bad. Um, and then also, uh, coming up, well, it's part of news rumors, but the reason I got it is Ethan Hawke is playing an old West preacher type guy in a new series, upcoming series, which is sort of based on true, true events. So, and yeah, that's why I've been watching too much because I'm just gaming pretty much every day for months now. <laughs> and that's it. All right. Have fun. Well, yeah, I tell people like the virtual stuff I find is really cool. Uh, Roll20, I'm probably going to actually pay for the package for Roll20. Just don't have to worry about how many files I upload or the size of them. Yeah, I'm getting a little concerned about that myself. Yeah. I mean, since I'm running, well, the Pendragon game and now Deadlands and hopefully maybe another game, like it's, I want to not worry about it. And it's only $50 for a year, right? So it's really nothing. Hmm. Yeah, so that's why that's why I'm probably gonna pick that up. So we're gonna move on to news and rumors then I guess? Let us move on to news and rumors. Oh, you have to say it to make it official? Of course. Oh okay. Yeah. I uh, have some. Okay, go ahead. Uh well because it ties into the uh why I'm also getting HBO and all that stuff. Disney Plus, it looks like Dwayne, you're gonna be happy about this. I know you've probably already heard it. New Mutants is finally gonna be released. I've heard that. So it's either um, 
end of August or beginning of September with the most of the rumor mongering, which seems to be legit, is saying end of August, beginning of September, it's being released on Disney Plus. Oh. Well, uh, I follow I follow Bill Sankovich on uh, Instagram and that because the guy is fond of posting sketches. And if you've seen Bill Sankovich, uh, you realize that, you know, him just basically giving away sketches is a very nice thing in the world. Um, and yeah, he mentioned apparently there is going to be a premiere event. Yeah. Uh, it may be virtual. He's been invited. He is very happy. It does seem so. pretty interesting. Like I said, it, the fact that it's been, what, three, four years, you know? Uh, three, so I'm, I'm yeah, happy, yeah, yeah. So I'm happy this is finally, if it does actually come out, that'll be really nice. Um, Warhammer 40K is dropping this weekend, but there's also a new Warhammer 40K game called Dark Tide, which is going to be a first-person shooter. And that, so... Uh, again, instead of the Warhammer Forty K universe, no idea when it's coming out, but hopefully, is that cool. Space Marines or is that the no, no? You're Inquis- You're playing Inquisition goobs. Ooh. Yeah, you're squishy. You're very, very squishy. <laughs> Ooh. And it's uh, supposed to be like a well, first person shooter, or no? If it's going to be like a third person, first person. You know what I mean? Like the, the over player. the shoulder style, like the shoulder, the, yeah. Div Two or something. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not fully sure what the, what that is, but that's something mm. else that's uh, that's coming out. Soon, uh, Black Widow is finally also going to be released as well. Uh, September again, or end of August? I can't remember. I think September. As well as um, the the Falcon and Winter Soldier one. That's going to be later November, though. Last I heard on Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, postponed indefinitely. They're not sure when it's oh, going to come out. Oh, damn. And that's it for me. Okay, anyone else? Mm. I can tell you right now that uh, uh, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries is currently on sale on the Epic Store, but I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> saying that I, I received a notification about it in the mail today from Piranha Games, the company that produces, not, not produces, but publishes it. And uh, they have a exclusive deal with the Epic Store until, I think, November. That's the earliest that we'll see it on Steam. So that's what I'm waiting for. I too. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about for um, books that I'm reading or actually listening to an audiobook. Uh, I'm listening to a series called Edge of the Galaxy. And this it's actually available in omnibus format where each omnibus, I think, has three or four novels that are kind of... Um, uh, located together in just one thing. And there are six of these Omnibi available on Audible right now, which is insane. That's so is, much written is stuff that, about is that, is that Star Wars or was it's that? It's not Star Wars. That's just it. But it's so Star Wars. Oh, um, okay. To the point, so the, the very first book, uh, so I, I, I picked up the first um, uh, Omnibus, uh, I think as part of a two-for-one sale or a, a try-it-for-free try sale, something like that. So anyway, I, I had the first book, uh, the first Omnibus. So I started is listening Omni, to it. Is it Omnibuses or Omnibuy? I don't think it's Omnibuy. It's Omnibus. I think it's Omnibuy. Because no, an Omni, Omnibus is a single, and yeah, but... multiple Omnibuses would be Omnibuy. Omnibu, Omnibu. 
I don't think you got it. Is. That. It okay, is. Okay, sure. We'll go. We'll agree with you. It's just so you don't. You know. Exactly. For now. Um, so anyway, the the first novel, the entire novel, is about um, uh, they have. So there, there's a republic. Um, it's been going for a very long time. There's a rebellion against this republic, trying to bring it down. Uh, and then they have these elite uh, fighting forces called the Legionnaires. Um, and then these Legionnaires are currently on a planet. And then there's a native population that they're trying to basically bring into the Republic. And the natives end up resisting. And so the entire novel is about this group of Legionnaires trying to get off the planet. And then now I'm in the middle of the second book. And it, I guess it jumps a few years in the future because they start talking about people and it this this is much more of like a star wars style story where it's it's not like a, a pure combat um army on the ground fighting against an, an insurgency or a fighting against a, a native force uh this is more you know there's there's a guy who's a smuggler and he's trying to get by there's a, a different side story about this um this rich woman whose family was murdered and she's trying to get revenge and then there's an ex-legionnaire who has become a bounty hunter and, and he, and there's like his side story. So it's, it's a bunch of these stories kind of intermingled, but because it's all written by the same author and it kind of deals with the same universe, there are a lot of tie-ins to characters that you hear about or talked about that were talked about in the first book. Um, there are tie-ins to uh, the second book that I'm currently reading. So anyway, so I liked it enough that I picked up the second omnibus, so I now have the first two. I, I think there are at least four more, and there, there's like another two dozen books just on their own. Like um, they throughout the whole first book, they talk about something that happened in the past called the Savage Wars, kind of like how in Star Wars you always talked about the Clone Wars. It's kind of similar, and then they have like a whole other uh, series just dealing strictly with what the, the Savage Wars themselves. So anyway, it looks it's it's super interesting. I'm enjoying the writing. I like the guy who's doing the narration, so I'm super into it. And so instead of listening to podcasts for the last uh, week and a bit, I've been listening to this uh, to this nice. omnibus. Um, it's it's I think it's 16 hours for the first omnibus, Jesus. which is insane for a single credit. And oh, so, and sorry, Dev. Just money wise, it, it seemed worth it, which is why I think I picked it up. In the first and it is plural omnibuses or omnibuses. Omnibuy is not standard. Uh, I don't like it. I like omnibuy. Well, it's too bad. Um, sorry, all you made me remember for speaking of books and stuff. I picked up Spider-Man Life Story, the graphic novel. Um, oh, that was good. Yeah, it's basically so. Imagine if they gave the writers the ability said, "Okay, you're allowed to age your character from when you first created him onward." So he got created in the '60s. So it goes through the '60s, the '70s, the Vietnam War, all that sort of the civil rights. You know, until up until the '20s, in the you know 2017s and 2020s. Where so now, like he's in his '80s. Well, not quite yet. He, there's because he's radioactive and blood, and it allowed him to age a bit better and stuff like that. Uh, if anything, that would be the opposite. Radioactive people would yeah. die faster, not look at the horror. It's in If you want to do that, just go hunt down Warren Ellis's ruins. Enjoy. Have uh, a nice day. So it's, it's actually really interesting because it's like it shows, you know, like what would happen if you let the writers write the guy from. You know the '60s, and as you go along, he gets older. Instead of like he's in high school for seven years, and in college for ten, and then like you know, uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, the other one I was going to talk about for upcoming is uh, Geek Nation tours. Our friends 
put out a thing for a Kickstarter for an interesting festival. Uh, it's well, they, it's a festival they go to every year, but these guys are making a movie about medieval knights and stuff in sort of Estonia area. Mm-hmm. So I put it on my page. Um, I'm sure you saw it too, there, Dev. I did. I actually threw I threw five euros towards them. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. If it gets made, that's great. You know, I'll have my name in the credits. Anyone else have anything noon? I've I've got a couple of things. Um, I believe there's that a few of you guys are fans of the boys, right? Love it. Amazon. Oh yes. Yep. Uh, they announced that it's been renewed for season three. Good. <laughs> season so, two doesn't come out until I think September. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amazon is confident in the show. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they've announced they've renewed it for season three. Now, is so, that Mark uh, Miller or is that Alan Moore? That's Miller. Okay. I can never that's Miller. separate. Well, in general terms, Moore doesn't have anything to do with adaptations of his work. Mm. Miller is all about the adaptations, often selling the adaptation rights before he actually puts out the book. So, uh, so yeah. So... There's that. Um, the world of comics is starting to reopen. Um, new product is starting to get out there. Uh, oh, speaking of comics, we never got the PDFs from your buddy there. Or his own. Oh, okay. I'll try to uh, remind remind me when we're done recording, and I'll make sure to get those okay. to everybody. I'll put them on my Dropbox. Okay. Um, since you have um, these ends with comic book authors. Uh, can you get the, the guy who did um, Warrior Nun to t- come talk to us too? <laughs> I wish. I never met the guy, but um, heck, I'll send him an email. I'm sure. Yeah. Why not? But, uh, but yeah, so it's starting to, you know, the new normal where DC has gone its own way and everybody else is going back through Diamond. Diamond. Um, and that, uh, in somewhat depressing news, there's been a lot of, uh, the Me Too movement hitting the world of comics lately. Mm-hmm. Stuff, uh, turns out that a number of very talented people can be fairly slimy when it comes to what happens with the opposite sex. So, uh, most biggest name to brought up lately, I guess, would be Warren Ellis. I was disappointed to hear that. Mind you, the accusations against Ellis are perhaps the least serious of all of them, but uh, he's obviously enjoyed taking advantage of his celebrity over the years. So, um, so yeah, there's all that stuff. But is there even a point to become a celebrity if you can't take advantage of it from time to time? Well, I'm joking. That was, that was purely <laughs> bad. <laughs> the the, the yeah. comments of the commentary from Devon Turek do not match those of the end of the Facebook podcast. That's right. Send all your hate mail to me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so there's that. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the Brian Singer X-Men film, the first one. 
good movie. So, I was so going to bring the three. Something for that. There's been a number. Of, there's been a number of things uh, <laughs> out there about that. You know, Hugh Jackman's been posting about it a lot. Uh, you know, role that changed his life basically. So, um, there's that. Uh, one of the most interesting things during the whole pandemic thing has been how much artists have been collaborating online and doing stuff online to continue producing content because the whole pandemic, of course, knocked a ton of them out of work. You know, it's not that they're doing their best to try to work from home. Uh, when they're in an industry where you pretty much can't work from home. So uh, my two personal favorites have been the home movie version of The Princess Bride, which I absolutely have to hunt down and see in its entirety. And the other day, they, uh, Entertainment Weekly has been doing a lot of these. I can't remember if they did this one, but it was a cast reunion and table read of Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> with almost the entire cast and that uh, Brie Larson who played Envy Adams in that movie was missing but Wait, uh, Brie Larson was in that movie yeah she was Envy Adams she was wow, uh, she is such a forgettable actress <laughs> she is such she a was, forgettable actress <laughs> yeah she was uh, she was the lead singer of uh, one of the rival bands. She was Scott's ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, like I said, she, 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 she was she in Kong, and I didn't really realize that, because like, yeah, to me, she's just bland. Yeah. So, I was going to say, for segment three, I was going to tie it into the, the one excellent scene, if you don't mind. So, everyone, what would, of all the X-Men movies, what's the one scene that you remember no matter what? Boy, it sure is a good thing you didn't give us a chance to think about this. Like, maybe give us some heads up so we can maybe have a day or two. Come on. But okay, I, sure. That's a I know, on yours the fly. Is be, I know what yours is going to be, Dev. Probably the same as mine. Okay, I want to hear what you think mine is going to be. X2, when Wolverine goes crazy in that mansion. Damn it, that is my favorite scene. I, told <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. I <laughs> That's when he starts murdering people. Yeah, I talk about that all the time, actually. Well, what's even better is you don't really see him murder on... on camera too much i mean there's a couple of guys he actually yes he skewers but a lot of the other stuff is just you know background sort of noises or you know shadows moving back and forth mm -hmm. you don't really see like because it's rated pg right but i mean yeah there's one guy he nails to the fridge with the claws but after that it's a lot of just ah! okay they're dead yeah but it's like he now that his uh, the school is under attack that's new his yeah. new home he lets, he lets go yeah and i also like it for uh one did the butt is you know at the end when striker's there and he sees striker through the thing and you know he really wants to know what his past is but he decides to save the kids instead mm. and that uh, welcome back Dwayne. yeah so we, we started second oh. street without you that was annoying <laughs> <laughs> it was like what you got the mr roboto thing going for a while there um so it was uh Dwayne, i was just asking people because it's tied into my video, and Dev's upset that I didn't give any lead-up, but of all the X-Men movies, what's the one scene you still remember and love? 
and I got I got devs right off the bat. If anyone hmm. else has anything, um, but I always do X Men films. Um, hmm. Patrick. Well, when uh, uh, when you mentioned it, the the one that came to my mind right away was uh, Wolverine at the Statue of Liberty, uh, using his claws to sort of stop his fall and go around the uh, the spike on her crown. Okay. I like the one before that when he's also inside, where he learns to be part of the team hmm. by sac- by willing to sacrifice himself to like cut himself free mm-hmm. inside and have 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 Scott yeah. shoot him. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one. The one that sticks out for me is uh, just after the fight with Mystique, and he's all like, "It's oh, me. Yeah, the, the claw. Prove it." No, 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 no prove it. Yeah. You're a dick. Okay. It was one of it was one of the few decent things they gave Cyclops in that entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have another one. Uh, as much as I love the Wolverine going murder crazy in, from X2. <laughs> murder all the um, time! <laughs> <laughs> I really like the scene in X3 where um, where Dark Phoenix is just going mad and starts killing everyone. This and, is what uh, I was about and, to mention. And Logan's walking up to him and the flesh yeah. is getting uh, pulled from his bones from the, the cosmic power coming off of her. And he, you just see his, his healing factor trying to cope with it as he's walking towards her. That is a pretty powerful scene. That is. That was that was one I was gonna say. Sorry. No, it's okay. That's fine. Um, there's also one for um, first class, because I just started watching. I watched it again there. Um, at the end, when the, the the missiles are being fired and Magneto stopped them all, right? Do you remember that scene? Like he's the missiles have all come. Magneto stopped them. And he's about to like you know probably launch them back at the ships, and Charles is like they're just following orders. The look that Eric gives him is perfect. If you understand Eric's reasoning for this, his history. Yeah. Because what was the thing that they, the Nazis said at the end in the Nuremberg trials? Yeah, but it, 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 it didn't help them, though, did it? There was no, 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 but, no, but the thing is, though, he went, Eric, as Magneto, lived through that, right? So yeah. he would have seen at the end of the trials where we're all just going, we were just following orders. So when Charles is trying to tell him, don't kill them, they're just following orders, like, that's probably the worst thing you could have said to him probably. to get him to stop. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the excuse they're just following orders is not going to fly with Magneto. Like, that's like, uh, well, I it, heard it, that. It shouldn't fly now with what's no, no. happening in the States, but it's... It no, I know, I know, but what I'm trying to say is, like, Charles, of all the people who, who was, when his, was in Eric's mind, should yeah. have known, yeah. don't say that one. That's mm. the one that, yeah. So like that, just the way you know, Eric, you see, you don't see very much of his face. Just that scene where he sort of does that. You dare say that to me? You, you you're saying that to me? And yeah. I think. So I said there's. Probably, I think probably the greatest thing that the X Men films gave us is the friendship between Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen, or mm. well, to be honest, Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And one of my, I think my all-time favorite thing from the X-Men films is the scene at the very end where Charles and Eric are playing chess Mm -hmm. in the plastic prison cell. And he's all, you know, what do you do when that wakes you up at night? And Stuart just nailed it. He's all, I feel a great swell of pity. 
mm-hmm. the poor soul who comes to that school. And they did a great job in the second one too, where they had like all the all the kids that sh- they showed. Here's all the mutants. They don't may not have super, you know, completely powerful, but all the kids were there, right? So they they showed you a whole bunch of other kids. Mm-hmm. And also, let's face it, the first one did change comic book movies again, right? Because the Batman ones were were getting super cheesy again. Mm-hmm. Right? Iron Man was just coming out, but you know, X Men brought superheroes again to the forefront of hey they can actually do somewhat dark gritty movies and the characters yeah i remember that one scene where they're getting suited up and everyone's dressed in black leathers oh. like, yeah, you wear these out there it's like what do you want us to wear yellow spandex that was perfect yes because all the comic book readers are like yeah that's what Wolverine <laughs> would wear it would be yellow <laughs> spandex right you know well that's what all the x-men would wear which do you think uh, no bigger no. impact the, uh, so the Cyclops wore blue. Uh, Storm was black. In some of their outfits, yes, but they they did have team uniforms that were either all yellow or blue. And like I, I do like mostly blue. Like mostly Cyclops' blue. blue outfit with yeah. like he had this weird shoulder holster thingy, yeah. but it just had like a crest on it. It was, it was a good look for him, though. Yeah. But again, I can understand why they did it because comic books that they've shown one thing. It's one thing to draw it like that. Yeah, it's nothing when you have actors trying to walk around and move it around wearing that. I mean, yeah, no, they, they, you kind of lose some credibility if you're walking around in spandex. You know, you always do the you know Green Lantern thing and make a suit CGI. That worked well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that Green Lantern movie gets a lot more hate than it deserves. Ryan Reynolds is the bad choice. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was the bad choice for the movie. Maybe it could have been better. Oh, of course it could have been better. Um, but the Ang Lee Hulk movie could have been better, but it was a pretty good movie on its own. Avatar it could have been better. No, but the thing that I didn't like about I don't know if Avatar could have been better. No. The one, that, uh, the one I, I did, didn't like is it wasn't Hal Jordan, though. Right. That wasn't, that's never been Hal Jordan's character, the wise. Yeah, that's maybe Guy Gardner. Yes, you know. And you're like. Uh, Gardner's, Gardner's personality is that he's an asshole, that's his defining trait. Hmm. He's not funny. Right. He's an ass. But but say that's how Jordan's not like that. Like that's not his style at all. Um, had they gone for a different like instead of trying to make it going with Ryan Reynolds' humor, but made it more closer to what Hal Jordan should have been, it would have helped a lot. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of issues with the movie. Per- but personally, I wouldn't have gone with Jordan at all. Go with John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. By that by that time, Stewart had been. The Green Lantern for oh, but, but so Dwayne, many people. Then you're, asking, then you're asking for a black actor to be the main lead, and you can't do that in a superhero movie. Please. Yeah. Unless it's Blade. Yeah, well. yeah I know. Well, that's just it. I'm just it's like, you know, Blade and Spawn were out before this, right, guys? Like, okay, well, let, let's, let's Spawn, talk about Let's not talk about It yeah, wasn't that bad, really. Um, I mean, it, was, uh, it wasn't great. By the, by the way, before I forget, Something you mentioned about the Batman films reminded me of a little bit of news and rumors. Joel Schumacher has passed. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I heard that that was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, I can't say I was a huge fan of the Batman, the, of the two Batman films he did. Although I didn't mind Batman Forever all that much. Uh, Kilmer. Forever, that's the one with Kilmer? Yeah, the one with Kilmer. Um, but Schumacher did The Lost Boys. Yeah. And I yes. loved I loved The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lost yeah, Boys was... was an amazing movie. That's when there was a whole bunch of uh, actually 
vampire movies were big back then for a while. There yeah, that, that kind of kicked off the vampire theme. Yeah, there's that one near dark as well with Lance Hendrickson and good old Bill Paxton. Oh, I miss Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So the X Men movies, I thought, were, you know, and what's funny is the MCU again shows we have a plan for movies. X Men were like, okay, one, two, three, okay. <laughs> you know, okay, let's reboot the franchise. It's, let's do another it's, three it's movies. Like, it's like how how can we maintain the the uh, the licensing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they, let's they, let's they, put they did the same thing with Spider Man. Let's let's put this out just to maintain the licensing. And yeah. let's do uh, uh, let's do Days of Future Past, which tries to bring the 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 crew from you know the new the new first class and the guys from the old one and put them together to make a story and then and then forget about that for the next one when you go to the Phoenix one you're like but how can they, shouldn't they be much older because that took place in the seventies and now you're in the nineties but <laughs> wow I guess mutants have the ability to just you know age really 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 slowly. Well, yeah, you- one of the things that I it was driving me kind of nuts with Doom Patrol until you finally discover that the fact that these guys aren't aging is part of the point. Yeah, well, because one's a robot, uh, one's a blob thing that just changed her form. Now, what is it? Um, I think I remembered seeing in the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. I don't know if this is a spoiler for those who haven't seen it. I finally did sit down and watch it, Pat, so I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you about it because you weren't, you weren't on yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally sat down and watched the whole, uh, the whole crossover event. Uh, do we want to talk about the spoiler at the end of that? Where? No. Yeah, that was great. I loved it. <laughs> well, no, the, 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 they kind of show basically all the different CW shows. And, little and, clips and, stuff and like I'm, I'm sorry, we are talking about stuff that is over half a year old. Yeah, but half a year spoilers, is not that long. Spoilers, forget it. No, everyone who's every everyone who has wanted to see it has seen Listen, it. I finally true. saw it this yeah, week. That's, that's, like, that's like literally true. finished it two days ago. So that's not true. Like I still haven't watched HBO Watchmen yet, and that's a show that I desperately wanted to watch. I still haven't had right. a chance to watch it yet. Okay, so, so we, we won't talk about it anyway. But because it's a multiverse, and they're kind of saying that all of their shows exist in the same multiverse, if if not in the same universe. Um, one of the shows they did show was, I think, uh, little snippets from Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like that they even managed to bring Black Lightning into the uh, in, into oh, really? the multiverse good. as well. That's yeah, good. so they they're really combining all of their shows into one. That's good. I want to yeah. see the DC uh, movie, like the DC animated ones, have an ending where it's a apocalypse or whatever, and it's a whole thing where it's sort of like not quite Crisis and Infinite Earths, but there is a lot of. Someone was telling me I should check those movies out. There's a whole bunch tied into that okay so of course i'm like i'm not buying dc streaming services too <laughs> uh, you actually can't oh. in canada i know, yeah. I know. well if I, if I had a if i went through a different vpn on a different server say i would uh, well I, I know that amazon at least has a, a vpn blocker like if they if it detects that you're using a vpn it actually won't play regardless of what what uh, area or country or how would you know that devram would I'm you be sure. no i i i have a um <laughs> i have a uh browser with a built-in vpn and that's yeah. what i use to watch amazon prime shows and so when i first went to amazon prime to watch a show it said hey it looks like you're using a vpn 
Um, we're not. You will not. We will not show you any shows as long as your VPN is on. So I, to watch Amazon Prime, I have to turn it off. Oh wow! Netflix does not have that option or that uh, requirement, which means mm-hmm. they're perfectly happy to let you show to show you things from other countries as long yeah, as like, you States, uh, Europe, and not, stuff like that. Yep. Not really. They're just not. They're not enforcing your. They're not enforcing it as much, but they do. Like if you go searching for, you know, Netflix VPN detection, you'll find plenty of stories where they've discovered you're on a VPN and they've shut you down. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would I, like what I want, quite simply, is for the streaming content for DC Universe to move off to like HBO Max or whatever and have them relaunch it as a comics only service like Marvel Unlimited and make it available elsewhere because I'm fairly certain that the reason it's not available anywhere else is that the rights to all the stuff they want to stream are a mess. Mm -hmm. Mm. But would moving it over to HBO Max make any difference like the right well, if, be a mess. If, yes but i don't care about getting access to that stream oh, I content. See. you just want the comicsology or the- i want the yeah. comics mm-hmm. ah, DC. i can i can get the i can get the streaming stuff God, elsewhere Dev, how can you say uh, D- your favorite superhero of all times is dc guy Shush. <laughs> not your main of the conversation we're having Oh, the fact that Superman is the only guy that you really think is the best superhero of all, you know, is the most boring, bland he guy is, out there? He is the best superhero of all. Oh, God, no. He's a paragon of virtue. He's boring. Superman okay. is fine. He's like any other character. It depends on who's writing him. Yep. Hmm. Well, it's almost nine. Mm-hmm. And I've got a little black and white thing begging for me to let him out. <laughs> and I have to go uh, to work tomorrow. What do, you, what do you do with a penguin? Take that back yeah. to the zoo. <laughs> and I need to drag my daughter off of the video chat with her friend and start getting her ready for bed. Cool. So go. we'll just uh, we'll just shut it down here and say good night and thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Are we doing a count out? No, there's no <laughs> count out. There's no count in. There's no count outs. God damn it! Just say goodbye. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.